This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. I don't have too many songs in here about toes. He looked into the podiatry section of the jukebox. <laughs> so Zach Brownie plays that song live, and I'm sure there's a story before each and every song, you know, like the country artists and whatnot. This right. here song reminds me of, well, them things I look at every day called toes, and I hope you all enjoy it. Go beer, big toe, yeehaw. <laughs> this is DiPietro and Rothenberg. I can't feel my toes. On 98.7. There's a cold calling my name. Feel a good time coming. Got a new song humming and the sunset's doing it. All right, DNR with you, 98.7 ESPN. Uh, you can tell that RJ's not feeling great today. I don't think I've been in one rejoin today. Wow, so you're offended by this. And this is uh, why you're underwhelmed. You had nothing to say to it. It's not about you, so you, you no, consider it I a mean, fail. Not, I don't need it exclusively to be about me, but I'm not even mentioned. You so, were in the first one. What if my contributions have meant more to the show today than you? Maybe that's it. I thought that that was a very well put together open, RJ. I thought it was great. They added, Dave, they added music. Think how great that was. Cold beer, big toe, yeehaw. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, it's great. You totally great. underwhelmed. Yeah, he's, 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 oh my gosh. It's, it's, if, look, it, if it's not propping no, him it, up it, or, it, or he's not dunking on the ex-girlfriend podiatrist, he's, 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 not, he's checked out. Ray, he's it's a, been a, a tough a, morning for Dave. How so? It's been a tough, because, like, we've had to revisit your whole podiatrist past. Well, I don't feel badly about that. Ten toes, two feet. A, a, a love scorned, not once but twice. Somewhere she's out there. Or, treating or, or, feet or the runcible spoon foot or right. whatever the spork in the the runcible it's spoon. a runcible spoon right um what else well the whole apple tartlet thing i mean which but, but we've come to a resolution on that so that had a happy end i don't i don't i don't agree with this at all i don't think i have uh been bad at all today i think i, I don't no, know nobody says say you were bad it's been a rough no. morning for me i think i've been excellent today you've and been that's very why good it's so hurtful that the whole rejoin and do you notice that rj he, he's now clammed up and says nothing because he's working. Like, I think he feels guilty. Well, you were in the first one. Yeah, but I, that was a good one. How that about this, in... Ray, for wow. three stars? Make, make Dave all three stars, just so no. he can sleep no, better I, tonight. No, this is not a daycare where you have to, like, oh, let's let Dave pick out the story of the day because his parents are getting divorced. No, I don't want that. <laughs> are they getting divorced? No. <laughs> my, my dad has passed, so no. I'm sorry to hear that. No. It's years now, but yeah. But no. But I don't, that would be an odd example that you like, used. I don't want to be treated like a charity case. You sure? Yes. <laughs> he doesn't want to be treated like one, but every other thing he says would imply that he would. I don't think you guys are treating me that nicely. And I, I'm, I'm used to this when it comes to Rick, but I don't, I don't like the fact that uh, RJ and Raymond are both like Team Grassa. But again, why? Why? Let, let they're not number one. Oh, they. Oh, they are. Your but, your lack of a reaction to that open was was troubling to me. But, that, that that was jarring. But to what me. would be the problem if they, let's say, were? Go ahead. Uh, what would be well? I mean, I'm with them every day at a, an ungodly hour. You think that there would be a? Uh... Well, I, I understand that, but I mean, it, it's not like I'm some yo-yo off the street. You know what I'm saying? I, I I do have some sort of worth here. I think you're very good. I know I'm very good. If oh, oh and cocky. 
No, I'm not cocky, but you know what? If you don't stand up for yourself, nobody else will. Yeah, but nobody said you're not good. But, but I didn't get here by mistake. Why, I mean, that rejoin was all you got was me like Ed McMahon. Like, ho, 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 ho. But if you would have chimed in on like harmony vocals there during that little routine, you would have been included in it. Whatever. But the, honest, Ed, but the Ed whatever. McMahon part, I think, added a lot to the bit. No. Like, it was funnier because you had you provided almost like the laugh track. Don't placate play me. All no. right. So let's, let's get back to, to Greeny's five of... All NFL. Where do we leave? Not, where do we leave off? Oh uh, well, if you revisit where we were, Devontae Adams to the Jets is five. Mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs to the Cowboys is four. I like three a lot. Justin Fields to the Steelers. Yeah, that's been blowing in the wind a little bit, hasn't it? I I, I just we talked about it right a couple of days ago. Like, how are the Steelers, with everything that they've accomplished as a franchise and their history of getting it right, how are they sitting there having legitimate conversations behind closed doors, if you could believe it, that Mason Rudolph actually factors but, into but the are, quarterback are they position really? next year? I think it's a smokescreen. Like, are, are they really? Like, there's no way they're closing the door and saying, all right, guys, do we go Justin Fields or Mason Rudolph next season? There's no chance. Now, remember, tying it back to Fran, who was the Bear fan that just called, right? If Justin Fields, let's say, ends up with Steelers or someplace else and he's able to stay on the field and he plays like a guy who had all this hype coming out of Ohio State, doesn't then that make you think as a Bear fan when they go ahead and draft, let's say, Caleb Williams, that, boy, Caleb Williams ain't going to work out either here because the Bears, and I think history factors in, Dave, the Bears have never, ever, 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 Sid Luckman, you know, had a quarterback. A legitimate franchise quarterback for an extended period of time. So why would it be any different now? Uh, you know what? Maybe you get the right guy. Maybe you have more talent around him. Maybe you have the right offensive like minds to run things. But, but sixty years. Well, listen, I understand your point, but it's. I mean, you. I, I don't think you stop going after quarterbacks. Well, you, you have to. Had success taking quarterbacks, though. You have to. If you, you don't have, have keep, a quarterback, you have you're not going to win. You have to keep taking the quarterback. But I mean, if you tell me Justin Fields lands with the Steelers. Right, their offensive line is much improved. They have a legitimate running game. They have real receivers. They have a good tight end. They have a very good defense. Like if uh, you could look at him as almost like that, they all of a sudden, if he is good, we don't know if he's good. If he is good, they move up the ranks a lot in the AFC. But and they're the Steelers, so right. they have to be taken seriously, regardless. I, and I, you know, look, and you know they're well coached. I think, of course, they are. The guys never had a losing season. Um, I think Justin Fields going to Pittsburgh, like if we look back on this offseason, like all the moves that are made, like that to me makes my top five of like most intriguing moves that I can't wait to see how they play out once we kick it off in September. Just because of the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I want to see that, I want to see that player in a winning environment. Can you imagine if they get Fields and he's good? And he's like, what, 24 years old? Now you have him for the next God knows how many years? But if you had to bet your life on it, wouldn't you just expect that to happen? Right? Yeah, but I don't... I mean, here's the thing. The guy's... He's never played in an important football game before. Because he was with the Bears. Right. I get it. But I that doesn't it. mean that you're going to be bad. Um, Number two on the list, Raiders move up from 13 to draft the quarterback. Which um, I, I think is very realistic. It's realistic, but I don't think it's like groundbreaking. They need a quarterback. I mean, no, a- Aiden O'Connell's not like going to be their see. quarterback. No, obviously not. And Garoppolo's going to be gone from there. And the number one move that Grinny would like to see this offseason, the Giants move up from six to three and draft Drake May. That's assuming Drake May is still on the board at three. Um. Yes. Because a lot of people good. have him going two to Washington. Well, or, or does, uh, does Jaden Daniels move up the board and he goes to two? 
It's going to drive you crazy, isn't it? I mean, we're, like we're just in the beginning of this. We got two more we months. Have two full months. It's two, unbelievable. Twenty fifth. We have two months. Twenty seventh. Or no, twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. You're right. Twenty fifth to twenty seventh. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We have two full months of this. I can't. Just like, get it here already. Um. Yeah, and I've said this from from the jump. I believe in Brian Dable as far as molding the quarterback. If the Giants look at things and say Drake May is the guy we want, God bless him. If they say Jaden Daniels is the guy that we want. If they say, much to the chagrin of R.J. Santillo, if J.J. McCarthy is the guy we want. If they identify the guy, get him, and I'm buying in. Until I see reason not to buy in. Do you think, I mean, even though we got two months, right now, do you think three quarterbacks off the board, one, two, three? Regardless of what oh, team it is. That's, uh, no, I, I love the question. It's such a hard question. I know it is. We, we have no idea. I'm going to say right now, yes. Right now, I say yes. I, I will also say yes, but the more I dissect, the less likely I think it is. Now, it doesn't happen that often, as we know. Um, happened a couple of years ago. Remember, it happened in the uh, Zach Wilson draft. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. That was the right. last time it happened. And that, that was one for three. And that was one if, for three. If you're, if you're giving me the, the credit that Trevor Lawrence is, right. is legit. Or three quarters of one and three of three. Right. It's, I think you'd still take Trevor Lawrence. But of yeah, course. no, I mean, two, two of those. I mean, I mean, two of those were epic failures. I mean, Zach Wilson, one of the great failures of all time, and Trey Lance, not far behind. What's am- And. It's been said, but what's amazing about the 49ers story again is that, you know, the old saying, like, if you whiff on a quarterback that high in the draft, it sets your franchise back X amount of years. Well, that's what San Francisco did with Trey Lance, and yet they're in the Super Bowl because they lucked into a guy with the last pick in the draft. How come How come teams around here don't luck into those type of things? Right? Yeah, you, you, the Giants never have like a fifth round pick that turns into, you know, this all time great player. The Patriots have it. You saw the Niners have it. No, I don't know. Why doesn't that happen? Well, I, I mean, why didn't Arm- that happen? Jesse Armstead was like an eighth round pick. I was going to say, that was the name that jumped to mind, actually. Really? Jesse Armstead, yeah. But, uh, but that, I mean, that's what? Victor that's Cruz? Even, I mean, he was undrafted. He was undrafted. Right. Yeah, but you know what? Victor Cruz undrafted. That's, that's pretty enormous. Bright, but yeah, Bryce Huff. Bryce Huff, he's undrafted. Right? So, I mean, it does happen. I get, I don't know. I think when it happens for us, we don't appreciate it the same. But we certainly don't have quarterback. I mean, lunatics thought Tommy DeVito was going to be the answer at quarterback for the Giants. But, yeah, you don't you don't often get that. Or ever. Ask the NHL. They probably still think Tommy DeVito is the Giants' starting quarterback. Did they say starting quarterback? No, they're, but remember, like, those opens they did for the stadium series games was with Tommy DeVito. No, I know that, but but they didn't say he's the starting. No, but I, I'm just saying, like the way they you know paraded him around for two days. He's a Jersey he guy, Dan. I understand that, but you know what? There were other football players there too, not from Jersey. Saquon was there, but he's not from New Jersey, well, right? So I think that's what made. And it neither were any of the Jets. Um, you want to hear where we are with the Knicks? By the way, I got some updates for you. Tell me. Uh, and we're moments away from stuff you missed with the great R.J. Santillo. Here we here we go. Tom Thibodeau gives us the latest on. Julius Randle. He's doing well overall. Just, you know, he hasn't been cleared to practice yet, but he's meeting all the markers. He's moving around pretty good. So just take it day by day. Keep doing everything that they're asking you to do. Working out twice a day, so doing well overall. All right. So that's positive, I guess, right? Doesn't give you a ton of A lot of nothing. 
coach speak. Yeah, but but doing well, I think yeah. you feel good. No setbacks, certainly, so nothing negative to look at. Play the, you're going to play one more? I am going to play one more. I thought <laughs> you might have more reaction on... Uh, no, because I, I have a question for you, but I'm going to hold it until you play. I might play more than one more. Okay. All right. Now more Tom Thibodeau on Mitchell Robinson's status. Steady progression, you know, like the, the boot is off, so he can shoot. He's not running and jumping yet, but he can shoot on the court. He can do things like that. He's in the pool. He's on a bike. Uh, he's lifting. He's doing all those things. Each week, there'll be another step for him uh, to clear. And then, you know, when he, the same thing with him. When he's ready, he's ready. All right, so again, not too much, but it sounds like we're trending in the right direction with him. Absolutely. Which Baby steps. Great news. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine a, a two headed monster of uh, Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein? <sighs> I mean, find me a better center combination in the league than that. Well, not only that, it's just it, it, just to be able to keep some of those guys off their feet, I think is a step in the right, right. direction. And, right. And if you have 10 or, I guess, 12 fouls to give mm-hmm. every game out of the center position, pretty good. Right. And both really good defenders and protectors of the rim. Oh. What a treat that would be. Keepers of the peace. Who do you like better, Robinson or, or Hartenstein? Personally, or you mean as a player? Well, do you know them both personally? I don't know either one of them personally. All right, so then I'll go as a player. Robinson. I don't think it's a big difference, though. I think Hartenstein is really a special player. The, uh, what I'm most impressed in, and look, the, the little Achilles setbacks or whatever that he's dealing with, I mean, that kind of has thrown a wrench at the things, but what I'm most pleasantly surprised about with Hartenstein I thought when he took over as the starter and he would then have to take on those heavy minutes that you might see a drop in production a little bit, and you haven't seen that. Not at all. He's still doing what you expect him to do, like get rebounds, attack. He's doing all that stuff. And he's a way far superior offensive player to Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, I mean, he's not Moses Malone, but he's, oh, I, he's better. He's a better offensive yeah. player than Mitchell Robinson. Because Mitchell Robinson's still raw when it comes to that stuff. And I don't um, know if it's ever going to develop. I, I got another soundbite for you. Here we go. OG and Anobi, mm-hmm. will you be back during the regular season? Yeah, yeah, sure. Hopefully, just follow the doctor's orders, follow the medical staff. It's progressing day by day, but I'm feeling better and better. So, yeah, I want to be back as soon as possible. Well, you know, it's weird. Like, I didn't even think that missing the remainder of the regular season was even something that was potentially possible with, no. <laughs> with OG and Anobi. Definitely not. All right, so here's, here's my question for you. Yeah. Okay. The three injured Knicks, OG, Mitch, Randall. Give me the order that you think they will return to the lineup. They will or order of importance that I need? No, like that that, that they will return. Mm-hmm. OG won. Really? Oh, yeah. I think without a doubt, OG won. I got a feeling Randall won. Randall two, Robinson three. And I, and I could live with that. Like, I can live with either or, Randall or OG being the first one back. Right? I think As a team, I think you can also live with it. Well, we're going to have DiVincenzo back tomorrow, right? And Hartenstein should also be back tomorrow night. And uh, who's the th- and, uh, and uh, Bogdanovich also. And Bogdanovich. All right. So yeah. at least you're not like you know playing guys that shouldn't be. Like I don't have to see Jacob Toppin on the court tomorrow night, right? No Charlie Brown tomorrow. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. So that's, I mean, all of a sudden now you have a little depth. And DiVincenzo's really turned himself into a hell of a player, hasn't he? Absolutely. I, I Who would have thought? I mean, he's a guy that, I mean, he's a scorer in this league. That, what is he averaging? About fifteen a game. I mean, he can, I mean, he can score twenty points at will if if you look at him to actually score the basketball. And remember his first before they made the switch with with him and Grimes or whatever the first like ten twelve games. Like he was just basically like an afterthought. He maybe only had like one good game in the first you know dozen or so, and you were like, 
all right, well, this is kind of what it's going to be for him this year. But then, boom, everything changed. Order of importance for those three guys to return. I mean, obviously, I, I still say Randall because he's right. he's an all-star. OG and Mitch. Yeah, I think you're right. Although I don't, I don't know that Randall and OG is that big of a chasm. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I think Randall coming back is more important, but I think OG, what he adds to this team, because he's a lockdown defender and he's a really good shooter. Well, the other thing that helps them, too, like as far as trying to overcome the loss of Mitch, is what Precious Achua has done. What a, I mean, when, when the, they made the trade for OG, it was like, oh, and they got this guy named Precious Achua. Right. And the only thing you thought was Precious is an odd name, right? Right. Like an interesting name. Uh, he's, he's been terrific for the Knicks. Fantastic. Throwing. He was a throwing in the deal. It's when you're, I know this is a weird thing to say. We're certainly not here yet. When we get there and everyone in a perfect world gets healthy, you're going to have some real decisions to make if you're, if you're Thibodeau. Like when the trade happened and you know you talk to your buddy or whoever and you told him that there was a Knicks trade, you say, well, what was the trade? You say, oh, well, they traded R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Cookley to Toronto, but we got O.G. Ananobi and two other guys. Right. That's what it was. Right. And, and honestly, Precious Achua and, and Malachi, what's his name? Flynn. Uh, Flynn. There was no difference between the two of them, right? None. Like they were the same irrelevant player. Achua is not an irrelevant player. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing about? Because Ray just said Malachi, what's his name? <laughs> Malachi, don't call me Johnny you Flynn. Been, you could have been like the Nick fans on Twitter and just called him like the evil Dante DiVincenzo or something. <laughs> he does kind of resemble DiVincenzo. Wario. They, they, they called him evil Dante or Wario. Or um, now, a couple things. Yeah. Have you noticed that RJ's been like almost silent on the show. Well, one, of battling. Just, one of two things. Because he just doesn't feel well. No, it, it, it's one of two things, and I don't think the illness has anything to do with it. Number one, he's working feverishly to make sure that this sim is the best one that he's done so far this month. Very possible. Number two, he may be trying to overcome frostbite. Because it is, like, I'm going to say it again, it is a meat locker in here today. So I don't know. If anybody could hear this, the sound of my voice, how far it extends, anybody that can do something about it, I'm waiting so for the slab care. of meat to be here <laughs> like we, Rocky. They don't care. We Rocky sent Balboa ran the... through in the last segment to, to hit some some uh, some beef on the side. That's what I'm ready to do. Yeah. I'm like, it, the, the, the flyers coming off the bus for the stadium series. Well, RJ, you can tell Rick is not here this week. <laughs> RJ, why so, uh, why so quiet today? Well, a couple of things. Yeah. First, start of the segment, went right after me. Wow. But you love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wakes you up lo- at 2 a.m. for this. To, a, to an extent. But I, I I heard that shot you took. You said, because I told you, Dave, you were in the first rejoin. Oh, you, you, By the way, you, you're, you sound worse and worse as the show's going on. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. And you said, yeah, but that one was good. Yeah. And that's that's tough. Yeah, it's tough to get up from. Uh, second, involved in a, a very, not contentious, but very back and forth affair to get the temperature raise. That is, I, I'd say, honestly, it's my it's my top focus right who now. Do you, so who do you check focused. in with that with? Progress is being made, though, based on an email that I literally just got. Can you, can, can you read the email? I, I'm not going to read it. We can talk in break, but but based on an email I just got, and RJ got it, too, <laughs> the steps are being taken to correct this. Do you have a thermostat in there? Yeah. What What's the number? Stand at? by. It's... Play Muzak. Hang on. No, not, not you. We're, we're in a different <laughs> room from them. What's the matter with him? Let <laughs> me... Let me play I mean, music I'm in for the same you. room as you. No, I'm talking to, to those guys. I mean, I mean this is you, it, basically, I might as well be Leonardo DiCaprio hanging on a... Leonardo. <laughs> what did All you right. say? <laughs> <laughs> I might as well be Leonardo DiCaprio. 
Well, because I'm frozen to death. That's why. When he when he was on the door in I'll the middle let, of the ocean, I'll never let go, Jack. and then he had snot sickles. But I wasn't asking you. Well, that's I'm how cold I feel. RJ, what's the thermostat say? Can Can I tell you? Oh, or how about this? God. Let's Let's play a game. You love games. Over under. Um, sixty six and a half. Under. Over. It's 67 and a half. See, you guys are babies. It's freezing. Babies. See, I, I'm not going to say too much. I'm not going to say how I know it. Those temperatures, fraudulent. Yeah, they're fraudulent. Really? Exactly, they're they fraudulent. Could not, they could not be more fraudulent. I, so what, what, would you, what would you set it at? No, it doesn't matter. No, it, doesn't it doesn't matter. It, no, it no, doesn't no, matter. That they're no, fraud- no, Leonardo. A, not, it, I'm, I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you, what would you say the over-under is? Oh, I would say easily that right now it's it, it's no warmer than 62 degrees in here. RJ, in your control room, what do you think the over-under would be? Oh, right there. Like 63 and a half. You ever see the, you ever see the Truman Show? Of course. That's what I might that as well thermos- be Leonardo DiCaprio. That's what the therm- <laughs> that's what the thermostat is. Malachi, it, what's his name? Flynn. It's uh, basically just ceremonial. It's there because it has to be there. It doesn't uh, work. RJ, yesterday like- you, you, you admonished me because we didn't give you enough time for your your sim. We've I'm done ready. the same today. But today I think it was with a reason because you're not feeling well and I don't want to make you talk over the, overly much. But why don't we go ahead and fire up some sim? No. See ya! Bang! The you missed. I have to say, your hockey team, you being Dave and, and, and Raymond, and Raymond, looked darn good last night. Igor, forty-one saves. I guess we can chill out for a minute on the Igor hate. We were chilling out enough today. Awesome last night. Eighth Eight. straight win. Even the one goal was totally not his fault. Not even a little bit. They beat a very good Stars team. 3-1. I heard you guys talking before the show. You, and I, I don't think you're wrong in this. You went in expecting a little bit of a letdown. Oh, I thought I wouldn't have been surprised if the Rangers would have lost 5-1 last night. Well, they didn't do that. They instead won 3-1. They are still a point back of the Panthers, who have kept pace pretty nicely with the Rangers. They've won six in a row. Adam Pellick scored his first goal of the season, picked a good time for it, 50 second, uh, 57 seconds into overtime. Islanders. They blew a two-goal lead in the third, but recovered. They win 5-4 against I'd the like Pens. To, I'd like to take a timeout. Yeah. Is there any way, Dan, you tell me what you think, that that Raymond could take the stuff you miss sheets and do it? Because I feel badly that RJ is, is struggling here. RJ, are you struggling? You don't sound like you're struggling. Uh, oh, that's, that's I, don't think, like I don't think struggling is the right word. Well, you, could, you could tell there's a difference. I don't yeah. think that he's struggling, though. Well, no. If, if, if Ray takes the sheets, then he's going to get the RJ germs, and Ray's just getting over something. Well, forget about forget about the RJ germs, but, like, you know, RJ wrote the sheet for himself. Right. It, it's like, in his, right, listen, I was only trying to facilitate everyone's greatness. I, I, RJ, I, I, continue I, I, along. I think you were trying to tell RJ well, that he sounds terrible. No, I, 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 I worry for RJ. Well, Dave, I, I said to RJ, I said, later tonight, is it out of bounds? Can you text me, like, how you're feeling? Because I'm worried about the staff. Status of the brunch tomorrow. It's not looking good. Damn. No, you can tell he's feeling worse as the show has gone on. Yeah, this is going the wrong way. I almost think we need to blow it up. No, no, no. Blow up the brunch? No, yeah. No way. But no we'll way. never do the brunch then. What are you? What are you talking about? Well, you're 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 not going to be back for till God knows when, and then the brunch doesn't happen. I think I'm gonna, I'm back next month. Yeah. I just right. want I'll everyone to, to feel guys. to feel well. Uh, I just want RJ to feel better too. RJ, continue. I'm sorry. I can send it to Ray. I don't no, want to. No, no. I don't no, want to no, hurt no. your ears. If, if you if you feel okay, then go. I'm just worried about your well being. It's assault on Dave's ears. Oh my god! You can say that. Uh, that's not what I think. Be honest. I actually think it's kind of sexy. 
That's weird. <laughs> oh, so you went from it's it's unlistenable for you at least a, to no, now it's a, it's a sexual turn. I feel well doing it. I think it sounds sexy. It reminds me of of uh, Leonardo. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, I might as well be Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> you may as well be. Or sounds, you, sounds like a podiatrist from yesteryear. Or you could be Malachi. What's his name? Flynn. Yeah. Could be him. <laughs> uh, Alex Ovechkin had two goals and assist. Caps, they beat the Devils 6-2. Gary Bettman upholds the five-game suspension for Morgan Riley. Sean Mark spoke, uh, spoke yesterday. About the Nits. Yeah, on why a coaching change was needed. My expectations, and I think their expectations, should be to hold each other accountable. Do all the little things, the effort plays, you know, the loose balls, the contested shots and so forth, diving on the floor. I mean, these are things that should be expected. When you're, when you're in, the, in the place that we're at right now, where we're um, flooring and grappling for every single thing we can, that's what I would hope to see over these next, you, you know, 28 games. And that's probably, to be quite frank, some things I haven't seen. So he's been the GM for eight years. Are you surprised? I would think so. He's going to be able to hire a fourth coach. Uh, yeah, usually GMs don't get a fourth hire. They won one playoff series. I have good news for those Kevin Alley fans, though. He has something, this is a real thing, called EGBs, which stand for Energy Generating Behaviors that he's going to implement with the team. Are you you're being serious? Yes. What, what does this, this mean? This is the thing he said. To get the players to try harder. Well, what, what, is, what does he do, though? Uh, he has 17 behaviors he's going to lean on. <laughs> do, you, do you know any of the behaviors? No, I don't. Oh, so they're private. And they were not disclosed. Mm-hmm. Confidential. Maybe he's copyrighted them. Yeah, good luck with that. Confidential EGBs. That's right. Uh, number one, UConn goes down World of Men's College Hoops. They fall to number 15, Creighton, who really had their way with the Huskies. 14-game win streak for UConn over was the lang- longest active streak. Dan actually knows the new longest streak. St. Mary's of California, baby. That's right. And they won last night over San Francisco. Mm-hmm. In a tightly contested game, yeah. Let me ask you this, David, because we talked about UConn yeah. the other day. Is last night the last game they're going to lose the rest of the season? No. In They'll fact, lose one more? ESPN.com stole our topic from the other day. UConn of the field? I know, they always do. Yeah, UConn of the field, yep. You yeah. want to hear a weird stat? Yeah, I love weird stats. UConn stat. has lost 19 straight road games to ranked opponents. Yeah, how about that? That is unbelievable. It almost, seems, it almost actually seems unbelievable. It, do, it almost seems unbelievable that anybody who's consistently good would lose 19 straight on the road to a ranked team. Uh, new college football playoff approved. 12 teams, 5 plus 7 format. What does that mean? This decreases, uh, decreases the number of spots reserved for conference champs from 6 to 5. So the 5 slots are going to go to the 5 highest ranked conference champions. Ranked by the college football committee. Right? So there's 5. That ensures basically at least one team from outside the the, ma- the new major conferences, ACC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, SEC, will make the field. The selection committee then will select the seven at-large bids. There will be no limit on how many teams can come from the same league. Team that this creates an interesting path for, Notre Dame, because they do not belong to a conference, so they therefore cannot get the buy, which will be the top four teams. So, they so there's, will, n- there's no avenue they can get. The, so they can go undefeated, number one team in the country, can't get a bye. Yep. Nope. Won't so be. then the best they can be is the five. Yep. Mm. And, and, and the group of five conferences, like the highest ranked of those teams is in all probability with this format going to be like the 12 seed. Yep. Uh, Matthew Slater retires after 16 seasons with the Patriots. Hall of Famer? Uh, yeah, I mean, he should be. Most special teams Pro Bowls ever with 10. Won three Super Bowls with the Pats. 
Sounds like Yamamoto and Tyler Glass now. We'll start the first two games of the Major League Baseball season for the Dodgers in Seoul against the Padres on March 20th and 21st. And two big tennis guys here. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about Carlos Alcaraz. Retired from the Rio Open because of a right ankle injury. Should I be concerned about this? A little bit. I mean, a little bit of a setback. Not well, earth-shattering. I mean, Dan, Dan knows more about this than I do. He said the ankle swelled up, so that's somewhat of a concern. Like a grapefruit. It oh. swelled up. And in a short amount of time, too. Uh, tried to give it a go, but two games into the match, and then he had to shut it down. But, you know, you're back on hard courts again next month, so we'll see. And that's it. That's it. You're very talented. And you know what? You you fought your way through, which I'm impressed by. Um, Here's a question I I think has to be asked, and we'll come back and get into the the toe. And that is, is there a a real chance you don't show up for work tomorrow? I don't think so. Don't even say that. I don't think so. Well, I think we I think we have to be prepared, no? Yeah, but don't speak in those terms. Why? Because I don't want it to happen. Well, I don't want it to happen either, but I think we have to be prepared. What would, what would happen? They'd call in Bauer. They'd yeah, that's, that's pretty much what would happen. They'd call, they'd call in Bauer, and he would show up, and he would be his awkward self who doesn't drink. When I wore younger man's clothes... Is it fair to say that this lunch is very much in jeopardy tomorrow? No. Let's just reschedule. I think, I Let's think just so. reschedule. Yeah, I think RJ's bringing down the lunch. I, I agree. Well, blame this on RJ. Well, it's RJ's fault. I, I mean, it's not intentional, but it's, I mean, the I'm reason lunch t- will not happen is I, because of RJ. I'm He's doing you, it to protect you. I'm telling you to go. No, but he doesn't feel well, and I can't go. I can't go and have frivolity if RJ is so under the weather. Right. I can't do it. I won't do it. Can't have a clear conscience. No. Enjoy the camaraderie. How am I going to have like a pancake knowing there's, that RJ is, is there's, there's, struggling to there's be There's no real sense struggling. of camaraderie here. It's not here. What do you mean? I think there's tremendous camaraderie. He's so unwell, I can't enjoy myself away from him. Ipso facto, the lunch is off. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. 
I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You enjoy doing the show, Dan? Yes. Or else I wouldn't do it. Right. Right? Simple as I, that. I guess. I got, but it's a good opportunity, even if you don't like doing the show, to do morning drive. Oh, did you say it's a good opportunity to, to, to be in your presence? I mean, I'm not going to argue that either, but I mean, for you to have the opportunity. Well, it works both to... ways too, doesn't it? What? You can be in my presence. Well, I, I love your presence. There you go. It works, see? I mean, if I didn't like doing the show with you, I would complain to management, and I think there's a chance that you wouldn't be doing the show. Well, too bad you didn't have that same pull when it comes to the thermostat. Yeah, I think you guys are being a little immature about no, the so. though, at this point. No? No. Um, so, Aaron Judge... And we discussed this for quite a bit at the start of the show. I think we need to revisit it. Let's play the audio again. Here is Aaron Judge, because I thought this was a done deal. The toe was an issue. He missed a lot of time. He came back. He played well. I figured full offseason, started spring training, done. Not so fast. Here's Aaron Judge yesterday. Yeah, it's just going to be, a, I think, a constant maintenance, I think, the rest of my career. It's just something, anything with injuries like that, you just got to stay on top of it so it doesn't doesn't flare up again or something doesn't happen again so we're feeling good right now we're out there we're moving we're grooving so we're gonna try to keep it that way i I don't know it just gives me and maybe i'm wrong and we've had this discussion a lot this morning it gives me pause because i did not think we were gonna have to relive this over and over and over and this was gonna be a career-long issue for aaron judge well you know what if he if he makes those comments spring training year five into this contract you know maybe he can live with it big guy plays a physical brand of baseball but year two after coming off of a season of year one of the contract that was injury plagued to begin with, yeah, it'd give me the EBGBs a little bit, don't you think? I, I think so, but it's the funny thing is we're getting so many you know emails and tweets about oh the only reason you guys are making a thing about this is because in fact you're Mets fans right. and you dislike the Yankees. I swear to you that's not the case. I didn't intend when I showed up this morning to get into this as a topic. I was really surprised that he said this yesterday. I, I didn't anticipate going down this path. Well, I, I, what did we say at the beginning of the show? I'm surprised that it wasn't talked about enough and it hasn't made more news. I mean, you're talking about, you think it's safe to say the number one athlete in New York? Well, let's, I mean, Brunson's terrific, not, not there. Panarin, terrific, but... Let's be fair. Now, hockey is not based on equity baseball. you've built up in this city as an athlete. He's got to be number one. I mean, there's nobody. I mean, Sauce is great, but not he's not. No, I, I yeah, I, I think right? I, Pete is terrific. No, I think Judge. Not only do I think Judge is one, I think clear in a way he's one. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. So the number one athlete in this city, the most accomplished athlete in New York sports, right, says that. In year two of a blockbuster eight-year contract that his toe, which cost him his season last year, now is something that's going to have to be managed for the rest of his career, which could, as he gets older, decrease the production that you're paying him to provide you. Yeah, I would say that that's a talking point. I don't care what team you root for. No, I, I agree with you. And I think not only is it a talking point, and maybe it's not. Maybe it doesn't turn out to be anything, which is would be great for the Yankees. I think it has to be some source of concern that when you're as healthy as you should be the entirety of the season, this is something he knows is going to be an issue, not only now, not only this year, but for probably the duration of his career. And we went to the top of the field, the top of the food chain, expert opinion on this type of an injury, like the top of the podiatry field. And this is something that 
is still needing to resolve itself moving forward. We don't know which way it's going to go. Because right. we, we openly asked the question, well, okay, if the toe is something that needs managing, why didn't you just go under the knife and get surgery and fix this thing after last year? Right. And we had a podiatrist call in who sounded very smart and, and, and bright and educated. He said, because you, you, you can sometimes have the surgery and do more damage than you can help of the actual big toe. Right. And that could affect you, and that's why it's not just as cut and dry as, hey, let's get this thing done, knock it out. Can't do that. Because that, there could that, be. That, that's what you think, right? Right. I mean, injury, ailment, pr- bothers you, problem, surgery, fixed, move forward. Obviously, in this case, it's not so easy. I don't know when Aaron Boone talks today, but usually it's like very early. Like the managers talk like really early in spring training, don't they? But. I mean, that's got to be at the top of his press conference agenda today from the assembled media. That's you, that, that, the, This has to dominate Aaron Boone's availability uh, you, today. You would think. Like, like what? I mean, tell me going into the year, how many games realistically am I going to see Aaron Judge? Do I have to use him more at DH? Is there a thought that he's going to wind up on the injured list? Wow. Like, these are, these are all the questions that I want answered today from Aaron Boone. <sighs> Think about the guys we've been talking about over the last couple of days for the Yankees. The, and, and did you ever think we would have to entertain the idea of Aaron Judge and how many games he would possibly be able to give the Yankees? And how many no. would they be able to withstand and still have a good season? Because yesterday you and I spent a lot of time talking about the rotation. And outside of Garrett Cole, there's question marks attached to each and every one of those guys. But... Given the bats they have in that lineup, if they stay healthy, that can help compensate for whatever deficiencies you might have with the pitching. Now your number one player is potentially a question mark. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I, it can't be that it's going to be like in real – like there's no way he's going to play 111 games this year. You hope not. Well, like, if he does, you're in, you're in big trouble. Like if you don't get a full season out of Aaron Judge with the questions you have in pitching – and you know, Yankees are, you guys said at a minimum, go to the World Series – a lot of Yankee fans think you have to win the whole thing. If you don't have just a magnificent season, I mean, the entire face of the franchise, I mean, jobs can be in jeopardy. Soto might be more willing to leave. Like, I mean, Boone, Cashman, like, there's a lot of moving pieces that are affected here. And look, he could still end up going out there and playing 150 games this year, right? He might manage it well, his words, and he could still go out there and produce, have a really, really good season. And maybe this isn't even a talking point at all. But... You could be looking at the alternative to where it does cost him X amount of games. Right. And maybe he's not as effective at the plate as you need him to be. And, and then and then it's a trickle-down effect with the rest of the lineup, including somebody like Juan Soto. Right. And when RJ had a voice earlier in the show and we asked him, are we making too much out of this? He said, no, no, no. Legitimate, real concern. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Rick continues his luxurious vacation. Dan Grasso in his stead. The post-show brunch tomorrow very much teetering on not happening whatsoever. What percentage you put at? Are we relying on RJ to go to be able to have the brunch? You and I, look, you and I both strong. I mean, it goes without saying. Strongly, strongly, strongly want him there. Well, I think the entire dynamic changes if he can't go. I mean, John's here. Now. I mean, John is here. You know, like he's in the room now, so like you know, John will be part of this. I'm sure he probably feels the same way. It's it's not the same. It's not the same. But do we like like you know? We can't use AI to simulate RJ being at the no, meal. No, of course not. But do we like the pilgrims? Do we just trudge ahead and make sure we hit landfall? Regardless of whether one 
becomes ill on the ship or not. Yeah, but the pilgrims knew that they had to reach land because years from then there would have to be lions and cowboys playing football on that and, day. Right, and, and Thanksgiving, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a very fair point. I, I don't, I don't have the answer. He wants us to move on, but that's what a selfless guy would do. Like, like, leave, save yourself, leave me behind. That's right. He's the Jack Dawson of this. Who was portrayed by who? Leonardo. Yeah. Yeah. RJ, right now, how do you feel? Like, let's just say you want to put everybody else's health the priority so you don't infect others. Like, right now, are you comfortable saying, yes, you should have the brunch if I can't make it? Yes. How... Where do you stand? I think the more important question: If the brunch was after the show today, odds that you were able to push through and make it? Oh, out! Yeah, he's you out. Just, you you could not. No, yeah. I mean I could go sit there have have brunch. Would you while... enjoy yourself? Yeah, I could. But he I, could. I, but then he knows what's coming. I feel like I sound worse than I am. If that makes sense. He's basically like he would be patient zero. Yeah, well, for the entire place. Yeah. Well, well, I mean I've taken uh, I've taken the the proper testing. It is not the. Uh, you don't have the COVID. It's not the COVID, but it's still not great. I don't want you guys to sound like this. I mean, but, God forbid, Dave sound, or, or Dan or or who well, else? I think your to... first inclination was right. Dave was your first concern, right? Yeah, I mean, I can't have you guys <laughs> sound like this. This is what like it this. comes down to at the end of the this day. Is how you when, make... you, when the first name that popped into your head was, in fact, Dave, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. But this so. is how you make your living. I mean, you guys could just be, you know, released. Radio's a tough world. Yeah, but but you sound. Delightfully sexy. No, not really. No, I, think I don't so. sound good at all. Oh, okay. But, but it's listen. I feel okay, but I'm not going to risk my friends. That's all. Um, so I want to get to this. This is interesting. You know, you know Rich Kleiman, right? I mean, he's he's I know exactly what his name of his his role is with Kevin Durant. But he's like Kevin Durant's like business manager, like kind of all encompassing guy, right? So they have a podcast called The Boardroom. And he made friends so, with the right people, essentially. He's done very well. He used to come on my show on Saturdays and, and do, like, you know, small hits, and we, we used to have a, a fun time. Um, so this is Rich Kleiman on the Durant and Kleiman podcast saying he wanted KD on the Knicks. Will you tell the camera and whatever Knicks fans will watch this that I wanted you to go to the Knicks, bro? Please. You definitely did. You definitely did. More than anything. I'm in, on an island in New York right now because then all of a sudden I was all in Brooklyn. Like, I left... I know that was so hard. Two for you. years, it was so hard to do of an obsession. And that's why I love you so much. I knew, and that's probably the toughest thing about anything. That was tough. You thought I had blinders on. You thought I had like uh, whatever, like rose colored like glasses. Nick's blinders. Yeah, but at the same time, I thought that like I was just like, dog, come, just come to the garden. You were. If anybody was like my dad, you like you love the Knicks. Oh yeah, your dad was with me. Heavy. Oh, 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 love the Knicks. Yeah. Oh God. Can you imagine if they had Kevin Durant on this team right now? Right now? I mean, would he still be here? Well, why would he not? Well, because they, 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 he well, already well, had a chance for a second contract, remember? See, if it's just Kevin Durant, fine. Right. Oh, no, I don't want any part of Kyrie. Well, that's the thing. No way, you would have had to take. You would have had to take Kyrie. You imagine, because he did it with the Nets and people were outreached. Can you imagine what happens? Kyrie, what time's the game? 7.30. Okay, guys, here's the starting lineup. Wait a minute. Where's Kyrie? What would have happened? But I'm it, telling you, that's what you would have had to do. But in hindsight, is it really all that negative that things worked out the way they did? Because well, after no, all, I, I think the Knicks are a good team now. But if you told me I had what I have and Kevin Durant, but you don't know if Durant would still be here. That's, yeah, that's my point. You wouldn't. You couldn't have right. both. You like, couldn't like, have like, both. He, he, I guarantee he'd still miss games. Like he got hurt with Brooklyn, right? And, and after all, 
they both won the same amount of playoff series during that period, during the last, what, four years or whatever. Right? You, you, I mean, but that's like a finishing piece to this team now, if you could, if you could acquire Kevin Durant. No? You have Kevin Durant, you can argue that's an NBA championship team. The ship has sailed, though. In my opinion, no, the ship has sailed. I get it. But no, like, I don't want to go there now. Like, it, what's, what's done is done. Like, if the podiatrist came back for a third go-round, you're like, I'm good. I'm married. That's I got right. my, you, my you, life. You had your chance Had once. your chance. You had your chance twice, and then you messed this thing up. You broke up with me again. You can't have a third chance. That's right. That's the perfect analogy. Yeah, it is a good analogy. You a big analogy guy? Love analogies. I like analogies, too. Used to go on those family car trips with the book of analogies. Do they have books about analogies? No, but I would just assume that they probably do, and some yo-yo sitting in the back of a station wagon working on a book of analogies. I like it. Let's go to Alan in Rahway and say good morning on the melange. Here is Alan. Hi, Alan. Hey. Uh, I was just curious for for you, um, Dave, because you're a Giants fan, but if Brian Dable doesn't get his quarterback and, um, you know, like, would you – be excited, basically. If uh, I'm sorry, I'm nervous. Would That's you be okay. excited if um, if they traded for Justin Fields, like for like a third round pick, like a conditional third, and kept that first round and got like you know a wide receiver and kept the other two uh, second so, round? So picks? here, here, here's the thing now. Uh, and thanks for the call, and you did a great job. Now, now I'm gonna have to pay another quarterback. Like, I mean, he he's due to get paid. So the something about it is enticing, right? If, if Dable and Chain determine that he's a guy that can lead you where you want to go, yeah, that's exciting. But now I'm going to have to pay him huge amounts of money. The attractive piece with drafting the quarterback, Dan, is I'm not paying him anything for years. Right, resets your clock. That's all it does. And I'm still, even though we talked about it with the Steelers and, and potentially their involvement with Fields, I still can't sit here and go all in that Justin Fields is a game-changing 10-year franchise quarterback in one place. No, we don't know. And that's why you can't give up assets for him. The thing about him is there's times where you watch him and you think to yourself, God, he is a wonderful quarterback. Every one of those times seems to be when they're like 3-9. and Right. And and never, you know, 2-2 and important game and you see the best of Justin Fields. It's always when the season is over, the games don't matter, and it's building on what can he be next season and beyond. Or when the team is behind and it's throw, 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 throw. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. But, I mean, mean, he's an elite athlete. He's an amazing rushing quarterback. He has a, a cannon for an arm. There are there are certainly positives there. Like I don't think it's crazy to think if you told me in ten years if you look back and said, "Boy, what what a career this guy's had." I don't think that's a crazy thought. It's possible, but I also think that it's proven he needs to be in the right situation. But couldn't Brian Dable be the right situation? I can't sit here and say definitively yes. Okay, can you sit here and say definitively if Dable and Shane said we want him? I also think Justin Fields is a guy that I don't think right now is capable of elevating everybody around him. I still think he needs help being elevated, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think right? that's a fair point, but I don't know, man. There is well, something, well, I think it, right spot, there's something really special about him. But what was, uh, if you want to use the Dayball analogy, what was Josh Allen before they traded for Stefan Diggs? He was a nice quarterback with potential the first couple of years, but he didn't transition into that elite stage until they got him better weapons. But but he had no receivers. Well, the Giants don't have any receivers. No, they don't have any receivers. It's the same thing. I don't think it's going to happen. I would be stunned if the Giants made a trade. But I I think, I mean, is it worthy for conversation? Yeah, I think it's a fun conversation to have. But I, I, but the, the economics plays a big factor, like oh, you, you said. Can't. I mean, you're going to pay him $45 million you can't. a year? Based on the output, that? you can't. You can't. No. 
You, you, you certainly can't. So tonight, very, very light night in sports tonight. And tomorrow night, the Knicks are back in action. About time, right? The rest of the NBA. Yeah. So uh, we never had this all-star break to this extent, did we? Well, I mean, it's been like this for the last several years. I hate hate everything around the all-star game. No local hockey tonight. Um, We got college. St. John's plays tonight against Georgetown, right? Yeah. That'll That'll be be interesting. I mean, oh, my God. If you guys beat St. John's, then I don't know what Patino's going to say. He's going to lose his mind. Um, All right. Raymond, three stars. Today's three stars. Definitely don't want Coach Patino to lose his mind. Before I get into the three, to three stars. You like apples. Uh, where do we stand on the apple tartlets? Is that happening? It's going to oh, happen. Yeah, he made a commitment. It better happen now. Right. Just, made a promise. Just making sure. Number so it's three. Gonna, it's going to show up at my home. Is that accurate? Correct. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, we survived. It's very cold in here. We, we we look like... I might as well be Leonardo DiCaprio. At the end of Titanic <laughs> with the icicles hanging out of his nose, but... Uh, we did make it to the end. Uh, no coats being worn in here, and hopefully RJ's going to be okay. I'm actually kind of worried. Number two. Uh, shout out to the country singer, Dan Grasso. Go beer, big toe, yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that little bump, bump back. I also enjoyed the fact that Dave's response to that bump back was that, oh, well, it wasn't really talking about him, so he just moved right along. Honor- honorable mention. Hurtful. Honorable mention to uh, this. Malachi, what's his name? Flynn. Malachi Flynn, who... Like, I hadn't heard what's-his-name, but I had heard the guy referred to as Evil Dante or Bizarro Dante or Wario or something like that. To call him Malachi whatever, that's a that's a shot. Number one. I said Malachi what's-his-name is what I said. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, the main topic of conversation today, Aaron Judge and his big toe, but that led us down the, uh, <laughs> the path of uh, the podiatrist that Dave used today. And I'll just ask this one question, Dave. Yeah. Are you sure it's not that person that Dan and I pointed out? 100%. This is a toe I don't like. I swear. Den of honesty. I'm not believing Den of honesty, it's not that person? It's not her. Okay. No. All right. And I've got, and I, and I looked her up, and I would not date that woman, no. <laughs> wow. No, no Strong. Chance. It's rules. Would you, like, would you like to hang on the rim one more time? Yeah. I'm married. She's not. Go me. Rule 76. No excuses. Play like a champ. It's Grass of Rothenberg. And uh, Carpe Omnia. On 98.7 ESPN. Daddy, I can't feel my toes. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.